Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode on Grieving Moms Podcast. This is episode number 119. How much do you judge yourself in grief? Before I start today, I just want to dive into how grateful I am that you are listening today, that you are taking time out of your day to listen, and I hope this podcast really helps you, supports you. I love to hear from you, and I love to hear how it's helped you on your grief journey. This is a way that I can help you and support you for free. And if you feel like you want to go deeper into things and want more help and support, you can always join my coaching programs or other grief programs. But this podcast is a place where I give so many things that I do in my work and the things that I am learning constantly. I am such a voracious learner and reader and just super interested in life and people and how we experience things in the world. So that's what I share kind of on this podcast. And I just want to ask you that if this podcast has helped you, could you take a moment and send it to a friend who is also a grieving mother? Let them know that it's helped you and it could be a possible resource for them. This is how we get this podcast and the help out to as many, many moms as possible. That's my mission is to help as many grieving moms as possible know that they're not alone and that there is help and support and tools and resources for them that they don't have to do this all alone by themselves. So let's dive into our topic today. One thing that I really believe that makes grief and losing your child way worse and so much harder than it actually needs to be is a judgment that we have of ourselves and our grief and how we're experiencing our grief and how it should be going and how we should be doing it and what it looks like and what our emotions look like and like worrying about the judgment of others but not necessarily, I'm not really talking as much about the judgment of others today as much as the judgment of yourself of the judgment of all the things you should be doing, um, all the things that should be different for you. I want you to notice how much do you judge yourself in your grief? Maybe you don't even realize. Maybe you don't even realize how much you're judging. So this is an example I want to share. I didn't realize like what kind of judgments went through my mind because my thoughts When I first lost Aria and I was going to therapy, it's taken me many years of going to therapy, doing coaching, um, really investing in coaches that helped me work through my own thoughts before I even began to realize how much my thoughts um, were judgmental of myself and of others as well, but of myself. Um, A lot of times when we're judging others, we're judging ourselves even that much more. So anyways... I was going to therapy and he was like, 
<laughs> do you know like what kind of standards you set for yourself what kind of judgment you're putting on yourself and really paying attention begin to notice like some people call it like the inner mean girl the the voice inside that's always berating yourself um i didn't realize like i had no idea until it was brought to my awareness that I was even doing that. Like it was just part of my experience. Like that's what you do. Like you just beat yourself up all the time. And I didn't even know it. But it was just making everything way more intense and extreme. And once I began to realize that. It helped so much to. Doesn't mean that I don't touch myself. It doesn't mean everything's good. Or I like I don't deal with judgment. Because it's kind of what we do. But. Becoming aware of it and knowing like, okay, I can choose to let it go or I can choose to keep, you know, holding the standard for myself and thinking that this is how it's supposed to be or I can have compassion, I can let it go and I can just be okay with being where I'm at. So what is judgment and grief and why does it matter? Judgment is really anything like anytime you're thinking that you should be doing better you should be doing differently. Um, you should be really better off or in spot or not be where you are. So like wherever you are in your grief, when you look at it and you're like, I shouldn't be here. I should be better. I, you know, I'm doing it wrong. All these things, these kind of thoughts. Like an example would be you're in a really hard emotional space with mentally and emotionally you're in a really tough space. And you begin to think, that it shouldn't be this way, <laughs> that it shouldn't be so hard, or you should be doing better than you are. This is the judgment towards your grief. And <sighs> hear me when I say that this quadruples the pain and takes the precious energy away from just grieving. So I know grief is so intense. It is like the, it pushes you to your breaking point and past it. And you have to build and put the pieces back together. And when you're judging yourself, it just saps the energy away from you that you could be put towards grieving. So at least I know a lot of like judgment for me causes a lot of anxiety and fear and all of that kind of emotions. And that those emotions and energy just sap from me like it drains me. I get so tired and when you're doing that, it's taking away from the energy you can put towards grieving your child, the emotions that you feel. So let me explain a little bit. When you're feeling this really heavy emotions, you're struggling to get through the day. And then on top of that, you're like, why am I struggling so much? Every single day you're trying to get through the day and then you're judging that struggle and you're like, why is it so hard? Why am I struggling? You're adding another weight onto the weight that you are already carrying. It's already so heavy and it's already so hard. And now you're just adding on top of that. What if you could look at yourself with compassion and curiosity, like getting curious about why you're struggling so much, getting curious about your emotions and having some compassion for your pain can really just help you be in the moment Instead of trying to be somewhere that you are not. So often we want to get out of grief as fast as we can. We want to, like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this way. But it, it's also like, 
I don't know how to get out. It's so painful. And we're, we're in this muddled mess of like trying to get out, but don't know how to get out. But what if you can like take a pause and it's like, okay, it's fine where I'm at. I'm doing the best I know how. I'm doing the best I know how. Just repeat that to yourself. I'm doing the best I know how. And the other one I keep saying that I just really love considering what I've been through. This makes sense. And just giving yourself that space. The thing that keeps coming up for me, I want to share a story. I'm not sure if I shared the details of it before, but I shared that I almost drowned when I was younger. And I want to share the story about it because it's kind of what keeps coming to me of like that just fighting and trying to get out of it and then pausing and really like it's so centering and it gives you a little bit of clarity in your life. So when I was younger, I don't know how old I was, um, somewhere between nine and 12. Um, we have, we had a swimming pool growing up and there was these little, this ladder. I don't know if you've ever seen those ladders that have, it's above ground swimming pool and it has, um, like holes in it. So it's like a plastic ladder with square holes. And me and my sisters and my sister and our friends, we always swam through these holes, like back and forth and up and down. And it was really fun. It was a fun way of swimming. I loved swimming as a child and spent hours in there. So I was swimming and I went from, there was three rungs and I went from the top through the top towards the back of the, like the pool wall. And I went, down and then I was trying to go through the bottom so I skipped a rung and I I got so so I was going through the bottom and my legs were up facing up and I was going through the bottom and I got so disoriented and you know I just realized that this could be triggering for you I don't depending on how your child died um I just want to share this story and if it's triggering for you maybe you should skip this part (laughs) I just thought of that right now and I just I still want to share the story because it's my experience and it really plays into this like moment of grief where we're fighting so hard and then it's like clarity. So I was going down and I panicked. I got stuck there and I panicked and that's kind of what it feels like with grief is like this panic of like I don't want to feel this way. I don't know how to get out of this. I don't want this to be my life. I don't want this to happen and as I was sitting there panicking I was like there was this moment where I just like this calm came over me and I just stopped I stopped moving I stopped fighting I kind of just surrendered to what where I was to like okay I need to calm down and I very clearly remember just sitting there in this like calm even though I was so out of breath like I seriously it was so hard to hold my breath anymore I just sat there and I was like, okay. And I figured out where I was and then I made it back up to the top, but I was so close to drowning and it was like, it was so intense and very scary. And actually it came up in my EMDR and (laughs) throughout this year too, this past year, it's been something that's been there for me, but it's just, it was so interesting how, taking that calmness when we feel like we need to panic and fight um, kind of like gives you some clarity and some like, okay, for me, I was like, okay, I guess that was not my time for drowning because I was, I, I, for me, I believe that God gave me that calm 
in that piece to stop moving and to really figure out how to get myself out of there. But the reason I wanted to share this story is because so often we're judging, judging, judging. We're under this emotional turmoil with grief and judgment. And we are judging ourselves so bad. And when we can take a moment and give yourself that calm, that space of compassion, and it's like this not having to fight, not having to fight um, the grief and letting go of the judgment. Letting go of the judgment is such, such a huge, huge thing. So let's take, for example, not, not just you, but say someone you love in your life and say they were walking in your shoes. Would you be judging them like you are judging yourself? Imagine them going through exactly what you're going through. What would you tell them? Would you be telling them how annoying they are or how badly they're doing it or that they need to get over it? I know you don't necessarily want people telling you that, but maybe you're telling yourself that in your mind. Maybe you're starting to believe the things that other people tell you. So the reason I talk about this is because judgment and shame are huge reasons why grief is so much more difficult. And when we have judgment, we want to hide it. We want to hide, hide, hide. Brene Brown talks about how shame is like that. The shame likes the darkness. When you when you hide it in the darkness, it just gets bigger and bigger and harder to bring out. But when you bring it to the light and talk about it and and don't, you don't, like even even like admit it to yourself so often we are like so shameful of something or so judging ourselves so much we don't even want to admit it to ourselves that you can bring it out into the light and hold space for it and then that's when you can have compassion and curiosity so it's like i was saying it's easier to try to ignore it and to shove it under the rug instead of bringing it out into the open and holding space for it. When you lead with curiosity, like I talk about in my Life After Child Loss program, you can begin to explore what emotions you're having and having compassion for yourself and what thoughts you're having and kind of like, of course, you ha- you're experiencing this. Of course, it's hard for you to do this or that um, because you are experiencing such an emotional event that is the most intense you've ever felt before. And when you start being open to that, that's when you can actually open up to something and being honest with yourself about your experience, which can be <laughs> really, really hard. It's, it's one of the most intense and painful things that we can ever do in our lives, one of the most difficult things we can do is to be honest with ourselves about our experiences. If you're judging and shaming yourself, I just want to say that you are not alone and you are not alone in taking on other people's judgments and opinions about how you should be grieving and then piling that on top of your grief. There's a quote that I tried to look up. I can't remember and I'm really bad at remembering like um, specific words I remember kind of the idea of a quote but the gist of it is that one of the hardest things to get humans to do there was I think there was two things and I only remember this one is really about them taking an honest look at themselves and their lives 
to like be super honest about what's going on. There's so much fear in looking at what's going on because what does it mean? Here's the thing. Whether you open up the can of worms, I'm going to call it the can of worms, but it's just being honest with yourself and your grief, holding compassion, letting go of the judgment. But when you open up the can of worms or not, whether you do, the can of worms is still there. It didn't go away um, because you shoved it under the rug or you hid it or you pretended it's not there. You have a choice to either open it up and deal with it and then you won't have that can of worms anymore or else you learn how to deal with it and have it like out in the open. Or you can keep living with the can of worms pretending it doesn't exist and being in this limbo and not feeling like yourself. The more we all reach for more compassion, more curiosity for ourselves and our grief, the better we can show up for ourselves, not only just for ourselves, but for others as well. Friend, I want you to know that you are not alone. And no matter how much you're judging yourself and berating yourself, I see you and I hear you. I have totally been there and I still am. I'm never going to say that I'm perfect or just got this all figured out. I'm really, so often we say that the things that we need to learn is what we teach. There's some, there's a quote like that. And there's so many things that I've learned personally. That's what I share on here. And also like, I'm just continually learning. They're amazing tools for me and things, ways of looking. And I constantly need to use them myself every day and really paying attention to that judgment of yourself. And when you can begin to open your heart to compassion and curiosity, if you want to, This doesn't happen overnight. It really, really doesn't. So often we're looking for a quick fix or how we can make the pain go away quickly or just be done with grief. But this is a lifelong process. We're all living with this. And we need to learn how to walk side by side with grief and joy. You don't need to. That's what I want to do. And that's what I want to help you do if you want to do it. But that's my goal of this whole podcast is to help you walk side by side with grief and joy. And if you've been judging yourself and berating yourself and you're really ready to learn compassion and curiosity, my group coaching program opens up in a few days. Um, We started Relief and Grief already, and I'm so excited for it. But by the time this podcast comes out, we will have already started. It's going to be an amazing time. And if you missed it, join the next one. But you can join the group coaching program that will open up if you want to get on the wait list for that. So I am not going to send out any um, specific to anybody unless you say you want to, you're interested in joining. So if you want to hear about it and you want to join, you go to lifeafterchildlosscoaching.com to get on the wait list and I'll let you know that the group coaching is open and you can join then. So that's how you can be one of the first to hear about it. But the first will be the people who are in relief and grief. So, I just want to encourage you, have compassion for yourself. You are doing the best you know how, my friend. Take care. See you next week. If you have found support, encouragement, and changes on your grief journey from this podcast, I want to invite you to come check out Stop Talking, Start Feeling. It's my mini workshop that takes what I talk about on this podcast and really brings it to a tangible, practical level. It dives into emotions and thoughts and how you can begin to process and move through them. There are also sections on releasing and processing sadness and guilt, which so often come up after your child dies. Join me over at 
www.stoptalkingstartfeeling.com. That's stoptalkingstartfeeling.com.